Hey, spread the wealth, man. They show boobs and shit. Yeah. Like, they, they zoom in on, on the boobs. So, if you're looking show for butts. some, if you're looking for some, like, toned, muscly anime dude butt, like, this has got you covered. to Steve and Kevin watch anime so you don't have to. I'm Kevin. And I'm Steve. And this week we're watching Gangsta. Gangsta. But before that, Steve, uh, we have some cool intro music this we week. We do, we do. Uh, we just... If you've made it this far into the podcast, that means you listened to the intro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, holy shit. Uh, that, that was by a band called Ripe, who's uh, a Boston area band. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually don't know too much about them. I don't either. But I heard that song called Goon Squad, and I was like, Steve, we love goons. We love goons. <laughs> goons are our thing. And, uh, I, I drunkenly messaged them, and I was like, please, please. <laughs> you did drunkenly message them. Please let me use your, your amazing song in my, in our dumb podcast. And they were like, yeah, totally, dude. Yeah, yeah. and I actually just, like, literally before we started doing this, like, two seconds ago, I listened to the the ripe for the first time our, yeah. our intro song yeah good lord that is a funky ass tune oh my god the horns uh I, oh yeah forget about it i'm like a, i'm like a my little pants are wet <laughs> i i was um i was playing final fantasy 14 last night nice and uh i was doing i don't know if it's a raid whatever a low level raid is hmm. uh and i was just looping that like constantly and like i didn't even care it that was... song is really really solid yeah they've they've got two songs on youtube right now um but their hey hello ep drops monday july 27th i said in a very natural and not red way i'm going to purchase that ep yeah that was really good <laughs> i don't know if any of the members of ripe are even listening to this you don't but... have to guys if you do like, yeah thank you or if you do <laughs> You should probably just like stop when we're done talking about you, oh, unless yeah. you're all into anime. Like, but you guys are awesome. Yeah, and that was a fucking great tune. Yeah, just know like we love you and we are pulling for you. Um, you can follow Ripe at Ripe Love, Ripe underscore Love on Twitter. 
uh, or you can go to their YouTube page, which is uh, Ripe Love. Uh, and if you if you Google like Ripe and um, Goon Squad, I'm sure it'll come up. If that doesn't have like 18 million views, by that the time, was a great song. Man. Time, oh my god, I really like that song. All right, great song. We are technically an anime podcast. Yes. This is like this has been like a good 45 minutes for me because. Gangsta was a really good anime. <laughs> I, we're gonna, you know what? We're gonna also make it easy for anyone who doesn't want to listen to the rest of this. Yeah. Recommend. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> we're usually like, watch along with us. We'll watch it so you don't have to. You know what? Maybe go watch Gangsta and like. Stop jo- listening <laughs> to this podcast and go watch Gangsta. God, we need a little self esteem because we keep people to stop. <laughs> we only have five people who listen to this podcast anyway. We can't be turning people away. <sighs> But fine. God, but goddamn, uh, Gangsta was really good. Gangsta, Gangsta, all caps, with a period. With a period. Uh, yeah, it was definitely the best thing that we've watched so far. For me. For yeah. Me. You know I know what? you're a big love story guy. Y- you, um, you know what? I think we can uh, unanimously agree that that was the best first episode of anything. Like, I like my love story, yeah. but I recognize that the first couple episodes have problems. Yeah, yeah. But the first episode of Gangsta is so strong. Before we jump, Before we jump into that. Uh, Steve, I would like to just read some vital stats. Hit me with stats. All right. So uh, the manga started in 2011. It's uh, it runs for seven volumes, which is kind of short for um, for mangas to go. What's that? I I'm not like aware of like seven what... bucks. Seven? No, no, I know that. I'm saying what's that equate to for like episodes? Not not really sure. I think I think that's enough to fill up a season because they usually go about two episodes uh, per book. Okay. Um, I didn't know the ratio or if there was. Yeah, well, that's kind of like I'm sure it's you know. I, if I was smart, I'd say that's case. why I picked the two, uh, the two episode format for our right for our show. But I just thought of that now, and <laughs> I guess that works. We and kinda, now we look smart. <laughs> we guess we kind of do the first book. Um, the the animation studio is called Man Manglobe, M A N G L O B E, and uh, you may know them from Samurai Champloo. Mm-hmm. And, Definitely saw a lot of that. And you also may know them uh, somewhat tangentially from a Cowboy Bebop. Huh. And we were both, like, noting those influences. Yep, uh, absolutely. So, so uh, a group from uh, Sunrise Animation Studio uh, sort of fractured off and formed Manglo. Got it. And they made Samurai Champloo and a, a couple other ones. They made uh, Dead Man Wonderland. A um, couple, uh-huh. cu- like, couple of really high production value. Um, I'm not going to say, like... Uh, they're flashy, like not really super story yep. oriented. Um, yeah, that like that's the only really like big stat I wanted to point out is that like there is sort of a heritage to Gangsta, and if you like Cowboy Bebop or and, Samurai or Samurai Champloo, and you're like, you know what? I wish there was more sex, drugs, violence, and rock and roll. I think Gangsta has you covered. Gangsta's your show. Yeah. Uh, so the mi- so like no um usually we get like a little like story bit like a cold open yeah it's like a, here's a metaphor of something like it kind of did in my love story yeah and, like it, it gets like a really like so- even in um even in a uh, uh, Prince of Tennis you had like the main yeah. tennis dude like serving up a uh, a tennis slice you get whatever. yeah you get like a quick cut or like something or even in like I Shield twenty one is like something that happens in the future. Yeah. This starts off right away. Uh, first thing we see is like a really badass black and white uh, EDM influenced like 
intro. Yeah. Like, you, you can, like, just feel how gritty it is right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, we see, like, samurai guys, and we see, like, well, not like a samurai guy. It's so, like, it's, it's like, crime gritty oriented thing. Yes. First thing you see is boobs. Like, yep. <laughs> the first yep. thing you see is ladies in chains. Mm-hmm. So, like, if, if that, like, if, if I have a nitpick, it's like, man, not a lot of female characters being well represented. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, However, it is, you know, to dive in a little bit, it is a lot about, uh, like, crime wave and the, and the mafia. Yeah, like, and if, like if it I has think, a genre, it's and, crime. Yeah, and I think that women aren't very well represented in, in those genres anyway. We also see a lot of sexy abs. A lot of sexy abs <laughs> from dudes. We see a lot of, we see a lot of dude ab, and I'm like, wow, like... Like, we don't see it in the actual anime, but in the intro. Not yet, at least. Not yet, at least. <laughs> but you do see a lot of, like, really chiseled dude abs, which for some reason I wrote down. I also wrote down Perrier, <laughs> because, like, they drink Perrier in the intro sequence. Yep. I don't know wh- why Japan likes Perrier so much, but... I don't know. They do. They absolutely do. Getting um, a sponsor there. Yeah. Sneaking that, uh, sneaking that, um, product placement. That's right. That's right. Um... So we learn in the first uh, couple of scenes, we learn about the handyman. We get yep. the phone ringing motif. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, right, right off the bat, I was like, I knew that this one was different because, yeah. like, the way they—I mean, again, I say camera, but it's all animated, yeah. animated. But like the way they moved throughout, like the environment of like that apartment was so different. Like it was very, it felt very movie. Like it was very like sweeping shots and like. Really, like, cool cinematography that, like, right away I was like, this is definitely different than what I've seen. Yeah, and I think it's cool that you picked up on that because you're sort of a photography guy. Correct. In that you're a professional photographer. Correct. <laughs> uh, so I was able to pin that out right away, like, you know. The the shot where we see, um, we don't learn their names right away, but we have Warwick and Nicholas. Yep. Who are two main Characters. Two main guys. Uh, Warwick is the blonde guy with the eye patch, yep. and uh, Nicholas is the. He's supposed to be uh, Asian. Yeah, they mentioned that, and um, he's uh, also uh, deaf, which we learn about later. Mm-hmm. But to get that out of the way, we have uh, Warwick and Nicholas. And Warwick is like blonde and like yeah, some facial he has, hair. He has, he has blonde eyelashes, which like is kind of. Like if, I didn't even notice that. when they zoom in real close on his character, like you can see his blonde eyelash hmm. on his uh, non-covered eye. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, yeah, uh, I, I forget like the point I was trying to make with them, but there are two. There are two uh, main characters. Yep. Um, already we get we have like a, a sort of an altercation occurring with a with a prostitute and her John. Yeah, like, in the hallway or in the alleyway. Yep. Below. Um, oh, we were talking about the camera angles. Yes. Yes. Um, there's this the one of the first shots we see of uh, Warwick is him, um, like se- his head is sort of separated by the window frame. Yeah, and we see the top of his head through the window and the and the bottom of him through the open window, like the window, like the window pane. Yep, and like they linger on that shot a while, and I don't know why, but I really liked how it was divided. It was sort of at a Dutch angle. Yeah, um, and then right that right before that is you have the telephone ringing as yeah. you open. And Nicholas is kind of see, watching the scene unfold below with the prostitute. Yeah. And so the phone's just ringing. And they they go from, like, they sweep across from, mm. like, they show part of the apartment. And then they sweep across to, like, the close-up, yeah. in-focus telephone. And then they keep going to Nicholas in the window. Yeah. And that was, like, really, that was a really nice shot. And the and the phone is, like, incessantly Again, ringing. I say shot. I know it's all, you know. No, you, I, I think that's correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, like... 
they like have the phone ring sort of incessantly happening over the altercation. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like, pick up the phone, dude. Yeah, it's phone. that's always like the phone thing is is always such a tent. Like they do it in, in like horror movies and yeah. like thriller movies and like all the time where it's like you hear a phone ringing and like it makes you anxious. It makes you anxious exactly, yeah. and it makes you tense. You're like, just answer the phone, even if it's like, you know. Be- not, because we're also like we're seeing um it's, a, it's such a weird like human reaction to be like you know, yeah just pick up the fucking phone and to like juxtapose that with uh like an altercation between a pimpin and john we're yeah. kind of like just help her dude right like, just help right her. pick like there's a lot of inaction that makes uh the the first scene really tense mm-hmm. um but we kind of learn later why uh nicholas doesn't pick up the phone he's deaf right uh, he can't hear it so that's that they, they mentioned that so like he's watching the scene unfold yeah they mentioned that he's very good at reading lips yeah and l- with, later later, l- later on later. Yeah, yeah yeah so like that makes sense that he's watching this scene with two people unfold because yeah. he's he could probably tell exactly what's going on even without actually hearing them and then the phone he you know um I, I also noticed that uh Warwick uh enters the room like their office mm-hmm. uh with uh two eggs in a frying pan yeah <laughs> and uh I love that. Like, I like, for for some reason, I think, like, that's a really great way to introduce a character is in the process of making food. Because when we first meet Jet in Cowboy Bebop, he's making bell peppers and beef. Minus the beef. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, like. That's true. I forgot about that. So, like, uh, it's sort of like, it's sort of like a incorporating all the senses at once, mm-hmm. you know? And I think sense is a huge thing here because we've got a character without an eye. We've got a deaf character. Yeah. I feel like senses That's and, good call. um, like focusing on different, uh, like different, like ways to experience this, this medium, like having the eggs, like kind of gives you the smell of eggs in mm-hmm. your head. Um, it, it, it just sort of brings you into the experience. So like having like all those senses accounted for right off the bat, like just sort of like a senses roll call. Yep. Uh, is just a really like strong writerly way to begin a series. Yeah, yeah, really smart, super smart. Um, and then uh, we we cut to the first handyman job. So the ha- the Warwick and Nicholas are called handymen. Um, there's a cool Japanese name for them. They don't say handyman or anything like that. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they say... have a cool like Japanese yep. uh, word for that. I haven't been able to pick up on it. Though. Yeah, I've been trying to, and but they they use it a lot, so maybe we'll get it in the second yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it sounds super dope. Um, we have a well-drawn old woman who calls in, uh, because, because of, because of Prince of Tennis, Steve and I will point out when a, when a well-drawn old woman Even just, up. even not even just a, a well-drawn old woman. I yeah. mean, we get into, maybe is like shortly after this, that like boardroom. Yeah. Where like, you see all the, like the, like the older, old men, yeah, yeah. And th- they were drawn really well and they all were very, Dis- and that's the other thing about the show, just right off the bat, I mean, you see it with the blonde Warwick and yeah. Nicholas, who's supposed to be Asian, like, the character diversity is, like, great. Yeah, and... Uh, and, like, lots of different types of people, different, like, it was really cool. And the, the faces are all very subtle and mm-hmm. very, like, chiseled. Yep. Um, I love how Nicholas looks. Like, yeah. he's got a very squarish, um, just, like geometric kind of face but like all the all the lines are dark and black yeah like it, it's just such it's a very cool, sharp yeah it's such a cool way to like characterize kind of like a blade kind of like the blade the katana hey. he carries um but he doesn't always use it because in that uh one like confrontation co- uh, confrontation he just beats up those punks outside grandma's oh right yeah. right right 
Um, just makes him more of a badass. Yeah. And uh, you brought up the old men in the in the next scene, the yep. four the forefathers who are sort of, who are going to be the uh, I guess antagonists or yeah. driving force. I guess they it kind of, from what it seems like they're like they run the city. Yeah, yeah, they're the they're the dons essentially, yep. Yep. and they well, can, they run the mafia. Yeah, yeah, they or, run like the four. I guess they're I guess it's a single always, mafia. They're sing, they're different families. Yeah, they mentioned that because they mentioned like the Corsicas and like Monroe's. Yeah, there are a bunch of different families, and there's a bunch of and there's lots of different territory. But you don't really need to know that for the first for the first no. episode. They're not too. Like, they go into it very quickly. Yeah, they don't. They don't even like draw you up a map. They're just like, listen, there are four uh, yeah. families. They four families, them. four forefathers, put it together. Yeah, and there when you, you when you fuck with them, like bad shit happens. Right. And we also learn that they uh, are in league with the cops. Yes, and that's where we meet Chad and Cody. Yeah, uh, old man and young boy. They're really trying, I think, to do something that feels. Um, I was going to say American at first, but it doesn't feel that American. And then I was going to say European, but it still kind of feels American. It feels very not Japanese. Like, the city they're they're in. Yes. It, it feels like a direct, like, rejection, kind of, of what um, a Japanese city is. It's not super modern. Yep. There are old streets and alleyways. We don't even... we The only car we see is the cop car. Everything else is these medinas yeah. and alleys and stuff like that. I, I looked... I sensed... Like I, I haven't really vocalized it or like, yeah. but I like internalized it. I was like, you're. I thought the same thing. I yeah. was thinking, you know, like this. This doesn't really remind me of a Japanese city, but yeah. maybe because the mafia, or you always think mafia, you mm. think the first thing you think is like Italian. Yeah. So I first thought like I was like I felt it was European. I, I that that was watching it. I was like, this definitely doesn't take place in Japan. I don't. It doesn't seem like but, it. But at the same time, we have an American cop car. True. And like, true. It, like so, that's where I get the not jet, not Japan vibe. Yep. Um, also, the just the diversity of yeah. people too. It's like very not mm. and it, Japan it's, oriented. It seems like Nicholas is sort of a uh, a, a wild card. Yeah, because that's they they mentioned they mentioned like when I forget where they even oh when um you meet the the, the bad guy of the first episode yeah, Barry, yeah he mentions like you got beat up by these two dudes yeah. which are the handymen and he's like yeah it's you know. That guy, the eye patch guy, and the Asian. The Asian Pee-wee yeah. is what they call him. Yeah, it's true. I guess he's shorter uh, than other characters. But yeah. He's always, like, crouching on stuff. And yeah. Home, and but so it de- definitely seems like the yeah. that being Asian is... Uh, Unique. Yeah, exactly. And You're the outlier. That's kind of like what we saw in um, Attack on Titan. Like, both yeah. similar cities, yep. like city structure, uh, and uh, we have Mikasa who is half Japanese mm-hmm. um, or, or similar. Right. And, and, and they she, harp on that. Yeah, and she's sort of a, an outlier, too. Um, and, like, okay, the, the city itself, um, there's this really cool shot of... It's just Warwick talking. Um, but there's this really cool shot of him, and, like, in the background you can just see the city goes on for the entire mm-hmm. horizon. Mm-hmm. That was like, a cool shot. Like, it's just... This is a city world. You're not going to see a park. You're not going to see, like, anything green. Mm-hmm. It's just the world is buildings and alleyways and, and grit and grime. And it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh. And then on top of all of that, with all the scenery that we're getting, we get, like, not to, I don't know if you were planning on getting into that more, but the music just, like. Yeah. We, we got, like, I don't even know what to say about the music. It was. It's so perfect. It was so perfect in the world. It was, like, kind of. 
not, I don't, it was sort of jazzy, but not really. It was, it was very, it was very subtle. I, I'd have to go back and. Like, uh, it had, like, that, that, like, synth little, like, dun, 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 almost, it, it literally reminded me of, like, uh, like a Law and Order open. But oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, uh, but, like, a little more, uh, appropriate for, for the scene and, and a little more, like, thought out rather than just, like, and, it, da, 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 da. and it's not <laughs> it's not uh it's it's not constant either no no uh, like it, it's it's like it's it, it very subtle it's like it, but it like it fits so well it's just i i really wish i had a better like music vocabulary so I yeah me too it. but <laughs> instead of <"Boo-ba-da-boo." laughs> but like it's just it it carries the mood perfectly it's unobtrusive but like if it's such good background music that I would have to go back to the first episode and be uh, looking for it. Yeah. Because I'm so wrapped up in the world and the characters yep. and the music just is like, hey, I'm cool to be in the background and just support everything. Yeah. But and the- that and that is also, which we mentioned off air uh, yeah. while we were watching, yeah. that is also to tie in Samurai and Bebop again. That yeah. is very much Samurai and Bebop where yeah. like, yeah, the hip hop was like a little strange in a Samurai setting for Samurai Champloo, but it, it was, was but- it was like... Uh, for me, it just like it felt like it just like wrapped it all together in a nice little bow. Yeah, like it was weird. And now this is a lot more appropriate. Yeah, again, not that that you don't associate hip hop and samurai a lot. Yeah, so it was like kind of unique there. This is definitely more fitting, but it was still in the same vein where it was like the music is driving this, and like every like downtime, every mm-hmm. little bit of downtime that you have, there is like this little subtle like beat that like you can just like feel yourself tap into and like yeah. it just like makes you like more enthralled with what's going on on screen guys we really like this <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely definitely a recommend oh yeah unless unless shit goes way wrong yeah. in the second episode and like start, just starts tanking and like nicholas is not actually deaf and like they do it he's yeah. like actually like a clown or something like that and <laughs> yeah well like the actual meat yeah <laughs> he's, he's an actual clown. He's, a, he's a clown and really this is all a dream in the second episode then we would do a hard pass but right now <laughs> like it would have to be catastrophically bad for us to pass on this yes after it would have two. to be like worse than the second episode of prince of tennis yikes i don't think that's possible um we'll find out we'll find out <laughs> not yet though because uh we have a little bit more plot to go through true true um but like you can you can also you can tell that like we I don't really know like with all the other animes I've had an opinion on and like I was able to like look at it critically and with this I'm like I just want to watch more yeah and like I can't I feel like I can't correctly express how much I enjoyed this me me too it's weird well like it's usually weird. usually I'll watch something uh I'll watch at least episode one before we start talking about it yeah before, yeah something but like the recomm- the recommendations for gangsta were just so high yeah. that I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do this off the cuff and I'll watch it with Steve. And like, I'm, I've just got like the, the geeky adrenaline pumping. That's yeah. <laughs> and like, and now uh, for me, I, I was, usually how it works is I come over, I watch the first episode or whatever we're watching and then we do it. So this is not a new system for me. I came over, we watched the first episode right. and then we started. So like, but for me, this, I just can't, like, I can't, I feel like I'm not doing a very good job of describing why I love this so much. Maybe it'll help after the second episode, but I, I, I just want to, all right. I have, a, I have a, just a handful of notes. Yes. And like, uh, 
I swear we will launch right into the second episode because I'm I'm so there. Yeah. Um the the meat of the episode like is basically this confrontation uh the handymen have with this sort of up and coming like smaller gang that's trying to distribute drugs on not their turf. Barry. And, Barry Yeah, Barry is the the gang leader, yep. I guess. And they aren't they aren't a mafia, they're just a, a low level gang yep. who got some prostitutes and they got some drugs yep. and they're looking to distribute. And it does not go very well. And for one them. of the prostitutes is the one that we see earlier, her, so they tie that Alex. Her name is Alex. Yep. Uh, and it looks like she'll be a constant character. Yep. No. Um, no, it does. And okay, so like uh, Nicholas just fucking chops these kids up. He's got yeah. a katana. They have guns, and like he's so brutal in the way he kills them that he shocks them before they can open fire on him. Yep. And they waste time trying to negotiate with him. They have three guys with guns trained on Nicholas, and they're like, let's negotiate. Please stop <laughs> killing us. He's like, nope. Zip, tap, zip. And, uh, 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 Warwick. Warwick actually comes in, and... That was a really cool shot, too. He, and because he's deaf, he puts, he puts like, his gun right on Nicholas's shoulder. And yeah. Like, pop, pop, pop. Yep. Shoots them all down. Um, and there's a little bit of, and like... That, oh, man, that bullet animation was so mm-hmm. cool. The coming out of the gun, that first shot, that's yeah. sweet. Anyway, and there's a little bit of uh, of like we, we get we get to know Alex a little bit more as a character. Um, she learns a little bit of sign language for uh, uh, Nicholas. Yeah, um, and we learn we we skipped over the fa- the part where we learn Nicholas is deaf, but like yeah, uh, they do it really interestingly. And the fact that uh, he communicates in sign language and he reads lips really well, and he's all about visuals, is also a weird kind of inversion of a very specific, like, samurai trope. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this idea of the blind samurai who doesn't need sight, He, but his other senses are right. heightened. Like, he can feel. He can yeah. feel the wind. Uh, he can, like, listen to, like, the grass, and, like, he can, like, pinpoint you with just his ears alone. Yep. And... Uh, we saw that in Samurai. We saw that in Samurai. She was badass. She was. And Nicholas is deaf. And he has, like, the this perfect eagle sight and, like... He can read lips, and he can communicate through uh, sign language. And I don't know if the, I don't know if they're doing American sign language or their own uh, like pastiche. Yeah, I thought about that. that too. I thought about if that was like an actual like the what is it the um, AS whatever the I used to know the but, sign language but, uh, board thing. A, whatever. A, yeah, ASL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, okay. Here's where I'm like, this uh, production company really cares about this anime, is that um, animating hands is one of the most complex, even drawing a hand is aggravatingly complex and so hard to do right. And, uh, you know, these characters have have well-proportioned hands. I mean, they're big and meaty because they're, like, big guys. Yeah, I did notice that, right, like, going back to the very first yeah. scene where he's cooking eggs. When he, uh, I noticed that right away. Big hands. That they have big hands. And I thought of maybe just because Warwick is supposed to be, like, American or European yeah. or whatever it is. And their fing- but, but their fingers are still really well-articulated, yeah. even in the off-scenes. But it's, like, I, I actually like that, like, they definitely, you're right, they thought about it, like... Yeah. They made the hands probably a little bit bigger than they would normally be because it's going to be such a focus when they're doing sign language. Yeah. And, like, okay, here's an experiment you can do at home is think about a wave, like, raising your arm and, doing and like, waving your hand back and forth. Like, you can think of the parts of that. Like, you have, uh, 
your shoulder to your elbow. Yep. You have your elbow to your wrist, and you have your hand. And that's, what, three parts? Yep. Now, look at your hand and think about all the little parts that make up your hand. And all the little things that bend and move. Each, each knuckle. Y- yeah, each knuckle. Where, each individual, yeah. like, uh, like point of chaos, basically. Mm-hmm. And how just one thing that looks off can mess up an entire, like, portrayal of a hand. And, like, that's why I respect the sign language in this yeah. anime so much. is because they do it so right. Yeah, it's very, very, not very, like, easy to watch, too. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like it's, like over animated or like it doesn't feel like it's scra- like rushed or anything like it it's clear that like yeah. they took a lot of time animating what Nicholas is doing. Yeah, and uh the <clears throat> okay, so he and he's deaf but he's not mute. He right. re- he remains silent but there's a scene where uh Chad and uh It's Tim, after so after they yeah. go through and they they kill everybody and Alex is technically part of the gang. Yes. And she uh gets really um, so, like, when she finds that her entire gang is dead, she's like, damn it, I was just about to have enough money to stop hooking. And she's really pissed at, uh, the handyman, and she doesn't know what she's gonna do with her life. And she picks up the gun, and I'm like, oh my god, she's gonna cap herself. Like, she's, yeah. she's going to shoot herself. Yep. Because I feel like they would do that in most, like, gritty anime, is be like, can't win them all. And it was, yeah, and she and she has this dialogue about like you, you know, I was so close. Why did you do this to me? And the the police are like you have uh, the police who are in league with the four uh, the four fathers are uh, are like you have to kill everyone, including including Alex. Yeah, um, they make it very clear that Alex has to die. And uh, yeah, like I'm like they're not going to kill her, but they. Like, she is going to kill herself. That's obviously what's going to happen, and I'm going to be really mad about it. But no, she picks up the gun, and she shoots once, and then a lot more times. She, like, empties the clip into uh, Barry, who's already dead. Oh, 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 there's one more scene I have to talk about before that. I'm skipping around so much. I'm sorry. I'm really excited. There's so much to talk about. There is so much to talk about. So they they kill uh, Barry's goons, and uh, they're, they're about to kill Barry... Uh, because he, uh, they're gonna kill him anyway, but he reaches for the gun to try and, like, get That's one right. shot in. And uh, Nicholas moves like lightning and just stabs him right in the hand. And the last thing Barry sees before he's, like, shot in the head or, or stabbed or whatever is... They shoot him. Yeah, they shoot him. Warwick shoots him. Warwick shoots him. But the last thing he sees is Nicholas waving Waving goodbye. at him. <laughs> and it, like, the, th- the thing we learn is, yeah, um, the... The gang, the gang leaders, the the gang members and the gang leaders are monsters. They are not good people. But like, uh, Warwick and Nicholas are the monsters of monsters. Yeah. Like, they, not, not even like that they take pleasure in what they do. It's just they have a dark sense of humor about it. So much brutality. Yeah. And it, it, it's never like, um, it never goes halfway on that. It's never like it's so terrible that we have to kill all the time. It's like no, we we hang out, we make eggs, and you know we rough up some punks. And if yeah. we have to kill people for money, we kill people for money. Yep. And that's the story they want to tell. They're not like trying to do something that's like war is hell. That's, like killing people is terrible. Yeah. How sad. It's like nope. This is what you got to do to survive. Our job. Yep. Yep. And I find that a little refreshing, even though it's like 
callous, but like it has such a great dark sense of humor about it does. itself. God, that wave. Um, yeah, that was creepy, but awesome. Yep. And then uh, they bring back Alex to the cops and say, we're taking Alex as a trophy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, I'm like, uh, I don't feel great about that, but all right. As long as she gets to live. And it looks like she'll become a character moving forward. Yep. Um, and and then and then at the very end she does the uh, yeah she answers the, the phone the, the daredevil um, with uh, oh man I just watched that episode the series on Netflix uh, daredevil the daredevil series on Netflix and I think that's this way the comic starts too they save this blonde girl really attractive blonde girl um, Nelson and Murdoch there we go okay Matt Murdoch is daredevil Nelson is his best buddy okay um, Nelson is not like at all superhero but Matt Murdock is the daredevil, okay. and they save this girl, and then she becomes their secretary. <laughs> so I, I saw that, and I was like, this is just like Daredevil. Oh, weird. I should really watch that. It's so good. Um, it's so good. And, like, you know, the the fact that the only female character we've seen it, is a prostitute is a little troublesome, but, like, if it feels like there's places for it to grow. Yeah. And, and if that... And again, I feel like, you know, yes, it's not it's not great that the only woman we've seen is a prostitute. She's like a trophy. Yeah. But like I think that all again, I do not know anything besides what I see in movies yeah. and like what I understand to be what would what would be the mafia culture, but yeah. I imagine that women are very well represented. Uh, in in a true mafioso way, I, I think it goes either way because you maybe I don't know. I, I I'm I don't know either. I'm not in the mafia. <laughs> yeah. Hear that, cops? I'm not. We're in not. The, we're not in the mafia. This, this anime podcast is in no way a front for the mob. <laughs> <laughs> we are not doing and selling drugs behind us in that corner over there. Steve is pointing to my stuffed animals and laundry. <laughs> not in the mob or drug. I mean, no, it's definitely just stuffed animals. Um. I'm going to quote my sister, Mallory Cole. Uh, hey, Mal. Who, who I, I will use as a touchstone on most uh, feminist issues. <laughs> but but um, Mal says, like, she vastly prefers blatant sexism to subtle sexism. And, like, the fact that, you know, the only character is a prostitute and that uh, they, they take her as a trophy and then make her their secretary is so, like, kind of tackily blatant sexism yep. that... You know they have to know that. Yeah. And it's it's better than, like... I, I think it's better than, um, like, having a female character that is supposed to be a quote-unquote strong female character, but really just fails in every way to be an interesting... I'm at least interested in Alex and what her yep. life is. Yeah, me too. And learning more about her and seeing where she grows. If she grows, if she, like, becomes a regular part of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the forefront of my thoughts... If I have to find a nitpick, though, about Gangsta Episode 1, that's it. And, you know, not everything has to be super inclusive. Not everything has to be perfectly feminist. In fact, nothing is. Nope. Um, but I think it is important to call that shit out when you see it. Yeah, sure. And if you're, if like this kind of stuff makes you roll your eyes, I'm sorry, but I will try and call it out every time I see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's one last scene, and then let's watch the next. Yes. Uh, next episode, because, like, Oh my god, I really want to watch the next yeah, episode. Yeah. Um and so so Chad and Cody are like, you you in no way can take and Alex's this is, trophy. This is at the very end. You, this is at the very end. They're like, You are you in no way can keep Alex. Yeah. Like We told you to kill her. We told you to kill her. What the fuck are you doing? And like before the argument becomes 
escalates. Like, even escalates, it turbo escalates. Yeah. Like, uh, Nicholas kicks the car now, so hard, it tips. Yes. <laughs> and it was really smooth, like, stylistically. It was great. But this is the Nicholas who we've seen do sign language the whole time, hasn't said a word the entire episode, And right? he speaks, and it's terrifying. Yeah. So he... So we're, we're watching it subbed, because that's the only way you can watch it mm-hmm. right now. It, it, it's so hot and fresh, it is just coming out. But, okay. He talks in a way that uh, jo- the, Jap- the subtitles in English are over the subtitles in Japanese. Because yep. the way he talks is, is uh, so impaired by his hearing um, that, like, it's almost indistinguishable. But it's terrifying just to see him move his mouth yeah. in that in that sequence yeah because it's so like the voice actor did a really nice job of like straining absolutely and and also you're right and the animators did a great job of like making it seem like it's he's very straining for him to talk and like it's very jarring to see yeah and um it's the equivalent of if we saw warwick take off his eye patch yeah like just a gouged eye right there it's like check out my eyeball it's it's just like um showing off like I, I, it like being deaf isn't a deformity but it's like showing yeah. it's like showing off a deformity like it's just that this is so honest and like uh unsettling and strange it, it's so powerful that moment yeah i love that and that he, was and he, he kicks the car and he essentially he <laughs> says he says a decent amount of words yeah but it's essentially like Fuck we don't you. fucking listen to you, you <laughs> piece of garbage. So shut up. And we get a sense of the real hierarchy here, which is uh, the handymen belong to no gang. Yes. They don't belong to the cops. They don't belong to the forefathers. They belong yeah. to themselves. And and these they, kind, these two cops are sound like they're against... Or no, maybe I got that vibe wrong. Are they against the forefathers? And that's no, they trying? work for them. Oh, okay. okay. So, My bad. So like... Uh, I don't know if the whole police station is corrupt, but at least those two guys are. Gotcha. Um, yeah, man. Oh, uh, the one last thing we have to learn is about tags. And yes, the, yes. The thing they make reference to is uh, Nicholas has tags and dog that, tags, dog tags that hang around his neck, and they refer to Nicholas as, as a tag. And um, apparently, that is someone who can kill multiple armed gunmen with a sword. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I get the feeling it has something to do with war. Like, I, I, I can imagine, like, his deafness might result in, like, some... Might have been yep. a result of some shrapnel or yep, some war injury call. or something like that. But um, I don't know any, like, war where a katana is the primary, like... <laughs> what? Let's well, find out. I really want to find out. Steve, um, I, I, I think we both would recommend Gangsta on episode one alone. Yep. But... Like, I'm, let's watch the second episode. Let's, let's, do, let's it. do it. Let's All right. do it. We'll be right back. And we're back. And we're back. Steve, uh, we just watched the second episode, and I think we're still strongly on recommend. Strong recommend. Um, kind of, Even though there was, like, a really cool fight scene, kind of felt like a, a step back. You know, it's like, let's sort of explain a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, it was um, definitely an explanation episode. And that's, like, totally fine. Uh I want. I legitimately wanted to know more about what tags were, mm-hmm. and um, even though like they kind of have a like they don't really come out and say what what 
what it means to be a tag. They may, they say the word mercenary. Yeah. That's like, for, like the key word. That or they former use. mercenaries. Or for, yeah, yeah. Like, like it implies that they all came back from something. Yep. Um, and the tag is both, is, is both like, um, a, has a ranking system. Yep. Uh, like the guy, uh, that Nick fights is B2 and Nick himself is A0. So, like, the, there's a ranking system and also they sort of serve as a warning. Mm-hmm. Like, a don't, don't fuck with an A0 sort yeah. of warning. And don't, don't assume that he's a D level yeah. thing like that dude does. Um, I'm, I'm not gonna go, like, all the way through the plot cause, like, you should just watch this anime. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're listening now, just, like, go check it out. There's only three episodes out as of now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are, like, really, really super solid. Yeah, they are. Um, there's a weird, like, camera fascination with Nick's butt. Yeah. <laughs> Which was I thought was great. Hey, spread the wealth, man. They show boobs and shit. Yeah. Like, they, they zoom in on, on the boobs. So if you're looking, for some, if you're looking for some, like toned, muscly anime dude butt. Like, this has got you covered. Um, we meet Nina. Yep. And we meet Dr. Theo, or Dr. Teo, uh, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Theo. Uh, we meet Dr. Theo. Um, there's this really... So Nina's like a, a, a little kid who acts as Dr. Theo's nurse. Yep. And uh, she's friends with Nick and Warwick. And the way that Nina... And um, Nick interact, I thought was one of the best parts of this episode. Yeah, it was and, really cool. And keep in mind, Nick slices up a giant dude f- in midair, fighting on top of rooftops in this episode. Mm-hmm. But the interaction between him and a little girl, like, was just so well done. And yeah. I don't think you could do that with a character. I don't think you could do it for, through dialogue. Like yeah. the, like the way he interacts with this with this girl, like he buys her a soda, um, like like knowing that they'd run into each other. Uh, and then when she thanks him, he like goes to like pet her on the head, and he like grabs her nose. Yeah. He's like, "Let go of me! Let go of me!" Yeah, it's funny, like because that's like how you'd interact with like a little kid you know. Yep. Like he's not patronizing. He's like general, like generally playful. He's, like, yeah, he's goofing around. Genuinely playful. Yeah. Um, and like. I, lo- I like the fact that, like, when he goes to, like, pet her, she kind of knows something's up. She's like, yeah, she's like, wait a minute. She kind of puts her head back and then he grabs her nose. It's really cute. Yeah, like, it was good. And I hate child characters. Like, I, I, that's usually where I tune out in an anime, is when, like, a, the child character shows up. Nina is really well done, really sweet. Mm-hmm. And, um, we do learn more about Alex, or Allie, as, like... As they call her, as or the, as Warwick uh, calls, calls her. And... Um, it's nice. Like we learned, she's not from the area. The area. She so doesn't like, know what a tag is. Yeah. So she's sort of our stand-in almost. Yeah. For this yeah. episode, it's like she she gets a lot of this stuff uh, narrated at her. Um, but also she's a lot more naive than uh, even Nina, the little girl, is. Mm-hmm. Like Nina kind of has to explain to her. It's like you know, even though Nick is a a tag, and he's, like, one of the most deadly people in the entire world, he's a really nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, even though he fucking murders people, slicing them up in midair, no big deal. Yeah. Like kicking cars over, no big deal. MBD. Um, he's a pretty good dude. Yeah. Oh, man. Another highlight of the episode is Chow. Oh, that was <laughs> sweet. So, we kind of we kind of learned that 
I don't think that's like we're meant to learn anything from that. But the the uh, basically they use Ali to distract a bunch of dudes who are gonna try and kidnap Nina. Let's call them goons. Let's call bunch them what of they goons. are. Yeah, that should. Uh, Allie distracts a bunch of goons with her with her sexy ways, and uh, Warwick just sneaks up from behind with a silenced pistol and goes, pops two of them, and yeah. then the third guy he like throws up against the wall, yeah. puts a gun to his head, and he's just close up on his face. Chow, chow, <laughs> boom, <laughs> and then birds fly. Oh yeah, that was awesome. R- like really cool combat scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do this. He has the silenced pistol because like. I guess they don't want to freak out Nina or something like yeah. that because um, cause Nick is walking her home. It's so, like, weird and, like, violent and, like, uh, just, like, that sort of, like, Tarantino-style, like, joyful uh, brutality. Yeah, yeah, that's a, good, that's a good point. I like that. But you can't shake the feeling that, like, Warwick and Nick are good guys, like... Even though they they're presented as violent and brutal and stuff, they're awesome. Very Robin Hood esque. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you meet Doctor Theo, who seems like he'll be a, a source of amusement. Yeah, he was he was like a mixture of like badass and funny, yeah. and but like not like intentionally comical funny, but like deadpan, deadpan yeah. funny, exactly. So he's standing outside his house while he's being while he's being menaced by goons, and um, like he's just like. Just, just be. They're they're threatening him, and he's like, "Yeah, we'll see about that." <laughs> he's, he's like, "Yeah, that guy that who has a sword over there, Nick. Yeah, yeah, he can't hear you, but he says he's gonna kill you in three minutes." Yep. And um, he sends like Nina in through the window because he locked himself out of the house. <laughs> yeah, that was great. There's just like these moments of goofiness. Also, he takes down like a, a rando goon. Oh by, yeah, like, by just like throwing a dart or a syringe, syringe yeah. in his neck. Yeah. He's fucking cool. Yeah, he was cool. Um, he was fine. <laughs> yeah, the way he said it too, when he was like, he's like, "Yeah, you got to go in through yeah. the through the window," and you're thinking like, "Oh, he's being smart." Like yeah. he just like, or like maybe the and, the and, goons like have something behind, or there's a goon inside yeah. or something. And, and, and he's she's like, like, "Why?" And she's like, I'd lock myself out. <laughs> I forgot my keys. Yep. I'm a doctor. It's great, and um, because like uh, Nick is playing around with. Uh, this other tag who's way lower level than him, mm-hmm. I assume, uh, but still pretty high. Like they, yeah. Yeah. like they make a point that this guy's like mid level, but nothing compared to Nick. Right. Um, like the front of Doctor Theo's shop gets like a little bit cracked, and uh, he like pins. Um, he like loses his shit. And he's like, I'm gonna fucking yeah. slice out all your organs, you <laughs> bastard! It's <laughs> great. I love. I really like Doctor Theo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Bendia is the is sort of the. The name for handyman. Yep, I wrote ben that Dan. down. Um, yeah, and uh, then at the very end of the episode, yeah, not you know after the the fight scene, which is uh, juxtaposed with um, we learn the, the learning s- about tags. We learn the name, the name of the city, the, which is, is Ergostolum. Ergostolum. and I don't know what what I don't know. That's a really weird combination of syllables mm-hmm. that does not roll off the tongue. Nope. But. And we also learn, so we learn the name of the city, which looks to be the name of the next episode. We We also learn about... Tags? Twilights. Twilights. And we don't learn, I shouldn't say we learned about Twilights. Are are Twilights another name for tags, or are they... Maybe? Yeah, because they say tags have a lot of different names. But they, but they kind of, like, Nina and Alex, like, right after the fight scene, Alex is getting cleaned up, and that's when Alex is like, is Nick a bad guy? Yeah, aren't you afraid of Nick? Right, right. And that's when you see Nina, where she's like, you know... I'd be lying if I said it wasn't like, you know, 
that I'm not well, I, I'm not a fan of like killing. Yeah, I mean I, she's like a she's a little girl. Yeah, she's like no, of course I don't like killing, but this is the place I'm in. And right, it's like such a like mature, simple piece of dialogue. Yeah, and it and kind of takes you back, and it and it definitely takes Allie back because like yeah, like, she's, she's, she's like oh man. she's a little stunned by it. She's like like that's a really like mature answer. Right, right. <laughs> like, and then and then she mentions you know Nick like being like she's like really Nick is like you know. He's not scary at all. He just gets a little crabby, which is really funny. Crabby. Yeah, that's so, um, that's so great. And and then she mentions, like, well, you don't know that Nick is a Twilight. Yeah. And then it's like, Twilight, yeah, and then, you, of course, they move on. Yeah, and then they move on. So there's another little, like, they're, they're, tidbit to keep you interested. Not that you need that, because yeah. everything was great about this. They're keeping up the mystery, which, mm-hmm. I, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. And, like... Um, like last week when we saw Brave Ten, uh, I I mentioned that like they kind of tie things up really well at the end of every yep. episode of Brave Ten, where like you don't really have much more questions after that, right? Beyond like where where's the plot gonna go? Yep. Um, but I like that they have this like thread of mystery running through it. Yeah. It's like we kind of know about tags, we kind of don't. We have new words like Twilight. We and we heard like about the the uh, forefathers and stuff like that. Yep. And. Like there's this hint of a war that preceded these events and stuff like that. And so, like, oh, oh, sorry. We also hmm? we get in, well introduced to the these like crazy uh, dudes who kill off that because oh, Nick doesn't yeah, Nick doesn't yeah. kill that guy that no. he's slicing up in the air. And in, in fact, there seems to be some sort of embargo on killing tags. Yeah, you can kill as many goons as you want, but like you're supposed to just kind of incapacitate a tag, mm-hmm. or at least Nick is since he's working with the. "Quote unquote police." Right. Yeah, and then then so you see that tag again, who he fought, mm-hmm. and he's all tied up, and then you hear these like really menacing voices and some shadows. Yeah, creepy girl laughter. Yep. yep. Lots of shadows, and then he gets stabbed real good. Yeah. Um, so we, they they introduce another another overarching. Yeah, that uh, that could be the real antagonist. Right. We don't really know if there's going to be like a super big antagonist or anything. right. Didn't mean um, to cut you off there. Sorry. No. No. One thing we also see, very briefly in the police station, is uh, sort of the mugshot for Nick and Warwick. Yep. Like, implying that they've been, like, arrested or criminals, which, like, we can kind of assume that. Right, happened, right. right. But, like, it's, it, it it implies, like, another sort of history, like it, like how they became wrapped up in the police as opposed to, like, an organization or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, I thought I thought that was interesting. We learned their last names. Uh, it's uh, Nicholas Brown. Yep. And Warwick Archangelo. Archangelo. Yep. And yeah, like I am just so enamored, like of this of this series. It's really good. Um, amazing first two episodes. Cool world, but like above everything, just great characters. Like yeah, I just want to hang you care out with about these each one. Yeah, you care about each one, and like. Nina is important, I think, because, like, we get to see that, like, playful side of, of Nick and Warwick, and, like, there's there's all this heart going on in this series. I just, like, I love it. Like It's really good. Um, it's, it's brutal. It's violent. It's, uh, dar- it's a dark, it's got this dark comedy thing going on. Yeah, a little like, bit of dark comedy. Pit, like, pitch black comedy. Uh, it's got sword fights. It's got deep characters it's got complex characters it's got mm-hmm. it's got like so much really good music really good lighting really good like cinematography yeah those like i think like those alleyways just present such really cool camera opportunities yeah. and that that shot when um when they were doing the juxtaposing uh nick fighting the 
the tag. Yeah. And then because you're the, peering up out of the alleyway. Right? Yeah. And yeah. then you're in the alley with um, Warwick and Allie, yeah. and like that lighting was so cool. Like yeah. half the face lit, and like he's like talking about what a tag is and what it used to be, and oh, it was it was yeah. awesome. The the colors are 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 definitely muted. Yeah, um, which is perfect for that. Perfect for this uh, setting, uh, except for red. Because and, and eyes. Oh, you're the right. Eye, the eyes are really like really blue. Me, like Alex's or Ellie's eyes are really blue with their green. Yeah, she's got really like. It kind of reminds me of the My Love Story eyes. Like they're really yeah. like, detailed and yep. big. Not as giant as. Not as giant, <laughs> um, but definitely striking. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's a, so there, there is very limited color, but like you know, blood, that, the blood red. But that's that's a good way to use muted color. Like when, like I, I like take down um, media for using like a browner, like just washing everything in brown and like not having anything pop. Like they're using this like a gritty city, and um, and like these like muted colors mm-hmm. to really make certain colors pop out. Like, exactly. Lots of grays. Lots yeah. of blacks. Mm-hmm. Lots of like burnt browns and. Orange, not an orange, but like almost it, like a darker sienna. It just really feels like everyone, every part of this production company is all about this story, and they're doing their best job to tell the story with their medium. Yep. The sound people are doing the best job they can to tell it through sound. Yep. Um, the animations are amazing. the The more sign language animations I see, and we see stuff with Nina. Yeah. Uh, like extra frames are are, like, used just to make sure that the sign language is expressive as possible. Yep. I love it. Strong, strong recommend Um, for Stephen Kevin Love Anime. You know what? Super strong recommend. Yep. This Uh, is probably... I mean, I'm thinking back. I haven't got all caught up with iShield 21. iShield 21 is great for... uh, For what it is. All right, so I... I, I, Art and entertainment are very similar. Uh, I Shield 21 is very entertaining. Yep. And it's a subject matter I appreciate, and uh, it, it's done in a very skillful way. But there is something just in the way uh, that Gangsta is composed, the way that uh, it tells stories through various mediums, that I think this is like one of those work of art animes yes definitely where, much more yeah. on the art end and not that it's not entertaining not that it's not entertaining not that but i get what you're saying not that anyone will ever respect you for watching anime yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so true not, not that not that having a strong opinion about anime makes you artistic <laughs> we're ashamed of ourselves but, yeah just to temper the fact that we're overjoyed that this anime is great just remember that it's anime and you should feel bad about yourself <laughs> <laughs> true words never spoken okay. kids follow your dreams um strong recommend from strong me strong recommend this is the best episode best two episodes that we've watched Absolutely. in Stephen Kevin watch anime in my opinion yeah. this is probably the best anime production wise like entertainment wise art wise mm. since brotherhood Full Metal Alchemist. Brotherhood. Wow! After two episodes, you, you're invoking the name of Brotherhood. I am. The, I'm not saying it's equivalent. I'm the, saying since then, this the, is the most. This looks to be the most promising anime that I've the, watched. The crazy thing is, I'm inclined to agree with you. Like, I, and I, I know can, how much you hold Brotherhood, and you know how much I love Brotherhood too. I can see this going very, very good places. And yes. So, um, yeah, I hope this has at least been interesting to listen to. Uh, us fanboy, us fanboying out. We don't really do this too often. It's we true. Don't, we don't really like 
find that anime we both really agree on. But it, god it, damn it, Gangsta is so good. Go check out Gangsta. Yeah. Um, uh, it's on Hulu. It's not on Crunchyroll. Um, there are only three episodes. It's still going. Um, before we before we close out, uh, I want to think. Uh, I want to think. Ripe one more time. Uh, Another shout out to Ripe. Yeah. Because that song is. Did I mention that it was Funky Fresh? Because it's Funky Fresh. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, Goon Squad is in addition to being uh, thematically appropriate for our podcast. That's true. Is just like a really good. There song. There were so many Goon Squads in this episode. Oh man, like, yeah. Gangsters too. Yeah. Ripe, you wrote that song for us, and we appreciate it. Ripe, if if my heart could write songs, it would sound like Goon Squad. <laughs> Uh, but I have been Kevin. And I've been Steve. And we just watched Gangsta, so you don't have to. But you should. But you should. We'll hit you right between the eyes With a message from on high There's no tomorrow till you've earned it And I light fires through the night I'm not trying to just survive I want to live as I deserve it Don't you worry Don't you worry